welcome back to Grit Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, I almost forgot because he's the leader, disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DP Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara, the disciple, Great to have you back on the podcast, coming to us from a not-yet-cold Buffalo, New York. Bert Minotti. How's it going, kiddo? You almost forgot my name. I haven't been gone that long. I know. it's. It was one of those things where I just got... I started off really loud there. My dog got really scared, so she like came running over to me. I was really frazzled. Very frazzled. Um, well, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, we're happy to have you back, and we need you on this episode because we are reviewing the futures that we gave about a month ago, and we are playing everybody's favorite game. That's right, boys and girls, it's Fold, Stay Pat, or Double Down, but before we do that, I want to remind you that you can... Get your fantasy fix in. We did previews for the onesie positions, quarterbacks, and tight ends, in addition to running backs and receivers. Go back and listen to that. I know Labor Day is a big draft weekend, so get your info, get prepared, walk into your draft like a boss. We also interviewed the maestro of the Super Contest, Jay Cornegay, and the 2016 winner, Mr. Damon Graham Pops. 2008 himself so check those out on the feed be sure to subscribe rate and review mo you're in an airport right now right you're potting from an airport the dedication of the moose is on uh, is like 15 out of 10 right now coming from coming at you live from omaha epley airport right now omaha i mean if it's a 30 minute drive from everywhere what's the flight like do you guys even hit altitude yeah, I mean, this is a one-hour flight, so this is a this is an Omaha flight. It's an wow. Omaha ass flight. Today. Wow! Oh, I didn't know Omaha flew direct to Tokyo. One-hour flight. That's a that's a lengthy time period. And DP also in SoCal, but not for long. Making the trip back east, not as far east, but kind of east, right, DP? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Going to the desert. Back to the desert. I still can't believe I I don't get it. I don't the desert. I don't get it. You're gonna, it's going to take you... Uh, it would take you many lives to convince me that Vegas is a place to reside in. Vegas is going to be the only place standing after everywhere else <laughs> blows true. up. So you'll be there eventually. And there will be no water and everybody will uh, die of thirst. All right, Futures. We're going to go back. We're going to review the picks we made. And again, this is a very easy game. You can either fold your pick and replace it with something else. You can stay pat and keep your ticket. Or in this hypothetical world, you can double down at the same price that you paid about a month ago. And we will start with, we'll go in the same order as we did on that show, that fateful show. And we'll start with Bert Minotti, and we'll start with his over, his win total over for the season. I'm all in on the San Diego Superchargers again. Yeah, they're in L.A., but they're still San Diego Superchargers to me. I've got them locked in at 10 wins. The over-under is 9. I like the dedication to San Diego. I appreciate that. 
dude, every time when I was doing my research, uh, and I'm like trying to pull down their schedule and stuff, I'm always looking. I'm always going to the S's yeah. every time. No. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that LAC is still weird. For some reason, LARM, the old LARM, has been easier to adapt to than than LAC. LAC, I think Clippers. But yes, Mr. Colson, you had the Chargers over nine wins. It was juiced at minus 145. Are you folding, staying pat, or doubling down? I'm staying pat. I think the ceiling here is 12 wins. I cannot see this team losing more than seven games. There's too much talent on this roster. Basically the same squad as last year. Plus they added Derwin James, who was the steal of the draft. He's been as good as advertised in the preseason. They added Mike Pouncey, who could be an upgrade on that line if he can get back to his level of play before the injury in 2016. This might be Phillip Rivers' last chance at a ring, so the urgency is there. I think this is a Super Bowl caliber roster. They just need the right direction. Uh, which, as we talked about on the the last pod, uh, is a concern. But I, I think regular season, this is an, a 10-11 win team. Jason Verrett, that injury is tough. I mean, he you kind of go into the season not expecting him to play That's more than true. like eight games. That's though. true. He is, uh, he is a part of the triage unit. That's for sure. It was minus 140 uh, before, too. Yes, minus 145. What's a price check? You got it there, Mo? Minus one thirty nine market doesn't agree with you, Brett. Well, oh yeah, huge shift there. I was gonna say it. Does, it, it agrees. Hey, with I'm the just saying it hasn't moved up. Well, that's what I mean. It's a state pat, then. You know, it's it's pretty much in line. Uh, DP, anything to add on your favorite city and their second favorite sports team, at least NFL team? I agree with Brett. I would bet the over here. Um, don't agree with this being a great city, especially for sports. Kind of sucks. <laughs> Quite honestly. All right, let's keep it with DP. And here's the over that he offered for an NFC North team. I like the Chicago Bears. Over six and a half, uh, minus 138. So just a little bit, not as much as some of the other ones that have already been talked about. So Bears over six and a half, minus 138. It is currently minus 165. DP, you beat the market. Are you folding, staying pat, or doubling down? I am doubling down on the Bears over six and a half wins. I really like this bet. I think that they're, I mean, obviously, if I'm doubling down, I think that they're a lock for seven wins. Um, I think they're going to be more like eight and eight, nine and seven pretty easily. I think the Bears are on up. I like what I've seen from Mitch Trubitsky. Um, You know, we talked about it on the other podcast, how he can certainly throw some head scratchers, but I think you're going to see a real nice progression from him. I think the defense is still very much intact. That's kind of the calling card for the Chicago Bears. I think the offense is going to be a little bit better on the running backs podcast. I mean, Rich, you know, because we have a bet. uh, I am in love with Jordan Howard. I think Anthony Miller is going to be a good step in wide receiver for them uh, and fit well with Mitch Trubisky going forward. So, yes, doubling down on the Chicago Bears over six and a half. What is there to like about Jordan Howard? <laughs> He's the ultimate ham and egger. He is Bilal Powell with volume. That's my I don't take. get it. That's my take on Jordan Howard. Yeah, so what's wrong with that? Give him the volume. The guy's going to run wild. <laughs> Can I, I take the floor? Yeah, go, go for it, Mo. I decided the Bears are my second favorite under. Wow! So all all against Donnie here. Um, man, just looking at the schedule, it's so brutal. I just, I don't like the talent that much on this team. The O-line, they lost their best lineman. Um, Trubisky, 
I wanted to believe. I kind of liked him coming out. Did not look that good last year. Um, you know, the defense, I, I think I maybe see a little bit of regression in this defense. I mean, their talent level looks fine. I see, like, maybe an average defense. And Roquan Smith was my favorite player in the draft. But um, I love under at plus 120 here. Uh Gonna have to bet some pizzas on this one. I was gonna say this, uh, this. I really like the under. This smells like a pizza bet. I'm in for a pizza. Mo's in for a pizza. I'm in. I'm. You're getting in the best of it since it's minus 150. There but I'm is. really a believer. No, there, there's Mo. There's Mo. There's Mo. Mo's not taking the best of it. Oh no, I'm God. taking it. I'm really believing in under six and a half. I love the plus money here. So I'm not getting it from Donnie, but you all should get it. Uh, go fire under six and a half. Love it. Well, let's see if you believe. Still in the over you gave out a month ago for one of the collective's favorite teams. I'm sure I'm going to steal this one from somebody else, but uh, I mean, you got to go on brand and just go with the Cleveland Browns. Oh boy, here we five fucking and go! And half, five and a half wins. The I season, mean, the season, man, I had a Browns ticket last the year. The season has officially begun. Cleveland Browns, Mo took them over five and a half. They were one, minus 160 at the time. They're now minus 145. Mo, the market does not agree with you. Are you folding, staying pat, or doubling down? Well, you're completely wrong, I think. Where are you seeing this? Because I'm seeing minus 190 on over five and a half now. I'm looking on Pinnacle, unless it changed overnight. Uh, let me hit the refresh here. Same on the old internet machine. Wow, I no joke took these down yesterday. I was gonna say because on mine, mine wasn't as high as as you said. You said like minus one sixty five or something. Last night it was minus one forty three. So yo, they there's been some movements. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How does this go up? How does this go up 40 cents overnight? I think you had the way back machine on. No. I pulled this up last night at minus 190 or minus 188. There's no chance. I was cutting, to peel the curtain back, I was cutting these drops yesterday morning before work. So we're talking like 7 a.m., 24 hours ago, give or take, from recording this current podcast. And I promise you that I, I did not close this page, and they were 40 cents lighter than they are right now. Well, I pulled it up last night, and it was definitely minus 188. And you know what? I'm actually going to fold this one. I'm wow! Just, the market agrees with my, my initial take. But, you know, I, the defense looks decent. And but and I still really am a believer in the talent level of this team being a solid, like, 7-19. and 19, But uh, I just don't know if I really want to lay minus 190 on this. Um, instead, I think I've found one that I like quite a bit more and you guys know about it because i already talked about them um for i like a division future at plus 600 it's the colts colts over six and a half minus 195 i really think this is an eight win team guys um schedule is pretty soft they draw the very mediocre nfc and afc east uh one of the biggest weaknesses obviously last few years with um, how much luck has been hurt is just that putrid O-line, but they did do quite a bit of work to improve it, drafting 
what some people thought was a top three player in the draft, Quentin Nelson, and added Matt Slauson, heart of a Husker. He's pretty solid. Uh, I believe he's been with the Chargers the last few years. Um, and obviously, Ed, most people know that I'm a huge, huge believer in luck. He has elevated some really poor rosters into division contention and the playoffs. And I think he can do it again this year. And nobody else really has me super convinced in the South. Uh, everyone has pretty big weaknesses. I really like the Colts over win total. And I like getting around plus 600 on them to win the division. Because I don't believe anyone's going to run away with this one. Swallowing all of the juice, inhaling all of the steam. When we first recorded... Colts over six and a half was minus 138. And as Mo mentioned, it has steamed all the way up to minus 190 or in that area. Uh, you should have been clairvoyant. You should have uh, you should have fired back then, Mo. Yeah, this one moved even more, but I still think there's I still think this is like an eight win team. I still think you've got a lot of wiggle room here, so I don't mind it. I love the Jags last year, but I think this uh, the AFC South is super wide open. Uh, Brett, any thoughts on the Colts, the return of Andrew Luck? Yeah, I think all four of these teams could win that division. So I, I like I like the value on the Colts. All right, let's keep it moving to my pick, which was definitely, definitely a homer selection. So I'm going to just take a small homer pick and take the Jets over six because they're not juiced. I'm getting plus 103. They were not juiced. One of the few over selections uh, that was not juiced. That was kind of my theme throughout that entire podcast. And they are currently, over six wins, minus 102. So I beat the market by the hair on my chinny-chin-chin. And I'm going to stay pat. My concerns are still low. I have one real concern for this team, and that's at the left tackle position. Kelvin Beecham has not played a single snap in preseason. He's been kept in bubble wrap throughout the entire process. And Brent Cavale, who is a natural right tackle, has been playing left tackle, and he's been an utter disaster. So fingers... Okay, okay. Listen, this guy was a Husker. He's awful. Yeah. All right? Brent, I'm sorry. Brent Cavale is about as bad as it gets. And it's not even like Kelvin Beecham is a world beater. He's just a professional offensive lineman, so he can do his job at a minimum. So there's the biggest concern for me. But all the positives remain the same. Uh, bringing in True, Jermaine Johnson, bringing in Avery Williamson, another year older for Marcus May, and uh, Jamal Adams, another year for Leo Williams. And I'm really intrigued at what this offense is going to look like. To me, and obviously with Darnold, you want to try to get him as much real live action while the bolts are flying as possible. But to me, I, it feels like the Jets were really holding back in the preseason. Anunwa and Terrell Pryor barely even saw the pitch. Jermaine Curse played the first game and a little bit of the second game, but then he was held out. Uh, we know what we can see from Robbie Anderson. I mean, this is a sneaky weapon weapons core of Robbie Anderson, Terrell Pryor, Quincy Anunwa, and Jermaine Curse. So I, I really think they've held back, and I'm interested to see what they look like when the bullets fly. Uh, DP, I know in in tandem with your uh, anti-jinxing for the Patriots, you've been very pro-Jets. I think you might have uh, doubled down on the spot. I mean, I definitely would have doubled down on that spot. 
hundred percent. I think you should too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not too late to change it, Rich. You can double down. I'm going to just conservatively stay pat. I can't get too excited about this team. Fat, Rich fat. is a knit, you guys. We know this. Massive knit. Massive knit. We went serpentine with our unders. So I will kick off the unders segment. The total for the for Casey is eight at minus one forty four, and Houston is eight and a half at minus one forty nine. So give me the under for both Casey and for Houston. I'm going to fold both of these, and mainly it's because of the information and the uh, encouragement I was given by the members of this podcast. As soon as I gave those two takes, the one thing that Mo said that has haunted me, that has just echoed rattling back and forth in my brain, is good luck betting against Andy Reid in the preseason, or uh, in the regular season. And watching Mahomes in the preseason, I definitely was a bit worried about this one. Yeah, he's got a lot of mistakes in him. He takes too many chances at times, but that kid is super talented, and I want nothing to do with fading him in the regular season. And then when Brett brought up the ease of schedule for the Texans, and I finally got my sharp football in hand, that really worried me. Couple that with an under that we've discussed extensively in the chat, and it's leaked onto Twitter a bit, that I just can't pass up. The Dallas Cowboys, their total is eight. And the under is plus 133. The sky is falling in Dallas. These reports of injuries on the offensive line, uh, automatic immune diseases, autoimmune diseases to members of the offensive line. Who are these targets at receiver? Michael Gallup has been a fun preseason story, but when the lights truly come on and you have Alan Hearns and Michael Gallup as your top targets, no Jason Witten scampering over the middle, the questions remain about this defense. How can we honestly look at this Dallas Cowboys team and think that their win total should be eight and that the over should be minus 159? So I will happily fold my Texans and Chiefs unders, and I will take the Cowboys plus 133 under eight. And I, I already know the reception that I will get from the collective. Play that round of applause drop. <laughs> exactly. All in. I mean, what is this? This team is a joke. What is does this? this? Does this mean I should have came up with a different one? No, it's all right. We'll just go to you real quick then. We'll, uh, we'll skip over DP. Or no, you are next anyway. Interesting that you're folding this one though. Spoiler alert. Man, I was really surprised to see this. Panthers' win total is at nine. And then you look at this roster. It's not great. You believing in North Turner? Believing in the riverboat, Mel? Not really. Not not a fan of that staff, really. But I, just looking at this, I, I, I think it's an eight or nine win team. So that, that under is up to minus 181. So Or up to minus 195 from where I touted it at minus 181. So, um... You know, once again, the market agrees with me, with me. But once again, I think there's better value elsewhere. Um, I, I still think this is a really like solid front seven on D, but still no O line. Still, don't think the players around Cam are the best fit. Um, don't want to lay the big juice here. And I just man, this Cowboys 
I think this is a six win team. I really do. And that, we're getting plus 133. Uh, you just look at them. This team is built like they're trying to win in the 1980s. I mean, and then even the way they were able to move the ball the last few years with that stellar O-line, with that stellar running game, you know, Zach Martin, not 100%. Something syndrome hitting their one of their other elite linemen. I, they just have that zero passing game. And in 2018, that's just not going to cut it. And then you look on the other side of the ball. I think actually the defense could be fine. Like average, league average, but that's if Shalmany's healthy. And well, we all know that's probably not going to happen. So six and 10 would not surprise me at all. I really think they're going seven and nine. And I love getting plus 133 here. The Cowboys are built to play with the lead. But the problem is, when are they going to have the lead, right? They want to run the rock. They want to compress their offense. And on the other side of the ball, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence and Taco Charlton are super interesting pass rushers. But in order to execute on running the ball and rushing the passer, you need to have the lead. <laughs> so that's going to be their fatal flaw, is when this team is when this team's in positive script, they're actually going to look good. When they're in negative script, holy shit, they could be a bottom five team in this league. I previewed the anti-jinxing, but uh, here's DP in his own words with his under. Well, the under I like is my New England Patriots. Despite go. the bad division. Anti-jinx despite... tour 2018. Here it comes. Oh, get out of here. No. Despite the fact that it's a bad division, we all know how bad the AFC East is. Despite the fact that it's still Brady and Belichick, the Patriots are going to go 10-6 and six here this year. I think at best, absolute best, peak top of the mountain they're going to go 11 and 5 and the under is at 11 so i would push the bet and break even so that's not a big deal but listen guys the crumbling has begun donnie touted under 11 at plus 126 looking on pinnacle right now and the under on 11 is plus 104 so the market is agreeing with you, DP. Nice work, Donnie. DP, this feels like a snap double down with your anti-jinx tour. Snap double down. You are correct. You know, I'd love to say that I'm Pat Patriot like the Patriots mascot, but I am not Pat Patriot. I am doubling down Donnie, okay? Let's go. Doubling down Donnie. Jesus. Brett, bust out the blinders, kiddo. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with my uh, over take. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know I was pro Patriots over in this spot. I I think the Bills and the Dolphins are putrid. I do like the Jets this year, but there's there's so many wins on this Patriots schedule. It's just they're already locks. Yeah, you can like the Jets, but the Jets going to Foxborough is yeah. like an auto loss. And Jets, Patriots at MetLife, that's not a pretty one either. So we will move on. Yeah, the schedule. I mean, that's uh, I don't know. The That'd be a tough. East is such a, clown a tough show. one to stomach. Yeah, it's the the worst division, and it has been for a decade now. All right, Bert Minotti. He had an under that he wanted to refute. He wanted to be contrarian about, but at the end of the day, he just had to give in to what the popular opinion was on this team. I've got the Seattle Seahawks under. Eight. Uh, not only is this a shell of the team it was just a few years ago, but it faces a punishing schedule. 
Hawks under eight was minus 125 when Brett gave it out. It is currently minus 145. So again, beating the market. Well done, Minotti. Fold. We, we crushed the market on this. Fold, stay pat, or double down, sir? I'm going to stay pat. Uh, I can't remember if we recorded before the Doug Baldwin injury, but Dougie admitted last week he will not be playing anywhere near 100% this season on a bad knee. Uh, a guy who relies on his shiftiness and ability to separate. Uh, Russell Wilson relies on that a lot, too, especially now that he does not have Jimmy Graham, does not have Paul Richardson, uh, a new offensive coordinator in town that, Rich, I know you love. The worst of all time. And this offensive line has looked pretty good in the preseason, certainly better than last year, but I just don't see this team being able to move the football, and they cannot rely on their defense the way they had in the last five years or so. A lot of losses there, too. So, uh, yeah, I, I... I don't feel too confident in doubling down, but I'm definitely gonna stay pat. Mo, it's it's Russ season for you. You've you told us that every fantasy draft you've done, Russ has just fallen into your lap. Yeah, I keep kidding him in like the eighties and nineties, and I'm just like, I guess I just have to click on him here. So uh, you know, I'm hoping they're down a lot, but I'm hoping they're down and they're able to give him half of a pocket. That's obviously what worries me, but I just think you have to take the value there. And uh, yeah, I think this is pretty solid. I mean, I somewhat am a believer that Pete, who I think is probably pretty underrated and a good coach, um, and Russ can drag them to maybe eight wins. But I don't see much more than that. So uh, obviously Brett crushed the market here. So nice work. Bert, are you excited to see your boy, Brett Hundley, get under center when Russell Wilson is inevitably destroyed behind this terrible offensive line. Oh my God. How bad is that? (laughs) How long does Brett Hundley last? Oh man. A few series. Yeah. (laughs) Who's their third string guy? They they might as well. uh, Do they still have John Ryan? They might as well just stick the punter in there. Yeah. Lord knows. Lord knows they're going to need some help this season up in the Pacific Northwest. All right. Super Bowl time. We're doing Super Bowls. And then. Bold predictions, the annual Jeremy Curley bold predictions. And we will start with Burt Minotti. We'll go serpentine again. He has a very, very nice ticket in his pocket that he booked at the Aria. Let's see which NFC East team he thinks at their price is a good bet to win the Super Bowl. You know, I love my long shots, so I'm going with a super long shot here. And I already have my ticket. I got it at the Aria in Las Vegas I've got the Washington Redskins at 75 to 1. Pinnacle has them at 58 to 1 as of this morning. So I feel like I'm already getting some value on a team that should bounce back from what was sort of a baffling 2017. So they were 58 to 1 at the time of recording on Pinnacle. They've moved back slightly to 62 to 1, but you still have that 75 to 1 in your pocket, Burt Minotti. Fold, stay pat, or double down. You know, I still like the value I'm getting at 75, but I'm going to toss this one into the muck, and I'm going to draw the Atlanta Falcons, who are sitting at 20 to 1 on Pinnacle. What is going on here? Weren't they like 15 to 1 when we recorded this last time? They, I'm seeing 18 and a half. No, because I got them at 22. And yeah, oh, it's 22. And okay, yeah. so they are going the other way. Yeah, Mo, anyway, I, Mo got look, them at I, 23 to 1. Yeah. All right. Well, I hated this team last year because. 
uh, the recency bias coming off the Super Bowl appearance, Kyle Shanahan gone, replaced by Steve Sarkeesian. But they proved me wrong. They, they made a deep run in the playoffs, really showed the growth they've made on the defensive side of the ball. We all know we we all know the pieces they have on the offensive side, but guys like Deion Jones, Devondre Campbell, Vic Beasley, they, they became a force last season on defense. And what's really interesting to me is that the Falcons were 28th in the league in forced turnovers last year with only 16 that's scary because most of the good teams in the NFL rank inside the top 10 in turnover margin. Falcons were minus two, uh, ranking behind teams like the Bucks and Colts. So I see some positive regression coming there in 2018. Really good units on both sides of the ball. Uh, this is my pick to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm definitely going to get some action in on this at 20 or whatever I can find uh, in Vegas. I might have uh, Donnie place a bet for me because I'm, I'm all in on the Falcons this year. The Jags and the Falcons are very much Seahawks East in obviously the Pete Carroll coaching tree wound up in both Jacksonville and now in Atlanta. Their style of defense and the types of personnel that they've put together are absolutely suffocating. And it's fun that while the Seahawks are now in their decline, which, you know, in a parody sport like this, unless you're the Patriots, it, it, it happens, right? You you swoon. It's fun to see their style of football carry on uh, here on the Eastern Seaboard. Before I ask for any opinions, uh, I'm going to bring up the Sounders from Mo and DP just a month ago. How about the Atlanta Falcons? Twenty three to one. Um, they arguably should have beaten the eventual Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles on the road in the playoffs last year. So actually. Actually, I agree with Mo, and I like the Atlanta Falcons. Whoa, this is like just fucking end the world right now. Okay, so Mo, I'll start with you. Bert flipped to the Falcons. You had the Falcons. It is currently eighteen and a half to one on Penny. You got it at twenty three to one. Are we folding, staying pat, or doubling down? Am I allowed to double, even though the price has changed? That's what I'm saying. In this, I'm... In, in this hypothetical world, you get to double down on your previous yeah, bet. Of course I'm doubling. I love it. Um, and, you know, we've talked about how much talent is on this team. I, I think, actually, the one thing... You, the thing I think is fun that, that I think would actually make them have a better chance is if they were to start, like, one and two or something, and the offense starts out poorly, and they just get rid of Sark. And if they, like, fired him a few games in because the offense was stinking it up and they got somebody with a little more of a clue in there, I would be even more all. And that's really the one thing that worries me is um, the offensive coaching staff. I, I think they, they got the least out of their talent last year. I, this offense should be unstoppable. They have weapons everywhere. I love the Calvin Ridley edition. Brett knows. Yeah, the Ridley edition is definitely a flex move, right? It's not a position of need, but now all of a sudden you can have Julio, Sanu, and Ridley three receiver sets with some some instance of Freeman or Coleman also flanking out. It's just, how do you how do you even think about defending that attack? DP, what about you? I'm assuming you are mirroring. Is this a triple-double down? Is this Donnie double-down triple what Listen, if the first two guys at the blackjack table are doubling down you got to think the table's hot you got to double down right with them i am in on the falcons as a super bowl winning team this year let's go wow gridiron gamble pro falcons crazy trio of the collective 
Let we me are go. going to hate the Falcons <laughs> in week nine when they're like fucking four and four. Oh, man. All right, I'll round out the Super Bowl futures with one of my own. The Denver Broncos are 50-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I wasn't a fan of their over because I felt like it was overjuiced, much like many of the overs. But 50-1 to 1 in the AFC, a conference that is wide the fuck open. Wide the fuck open. They're currently 54.6 to 1, so sliding back slightly. But I'm happily going to stay pat here. I wanted, my heart says double down because I, you guys, I feel like the Broncos are my Jags this year. Their offense went from totally incompetent to now at least competent, at a minimum competent. I really like the addition of Case, watching him and Manny Sanders. They are just perfect fits for one another in this offense. Cortland Sutton looks like a pro receiver, which is something you rarely see out of some of these young guys. He just fits the mold really well. And then if Demarius can just be Demarius, we know his downsides, but we also know his upsides. I think this offense has a ton of potential. I've always liked Devontae Booker. Royce Freeman looks okay. I mean, he's a bit of a plotter, but he can definitely get the job done. The biggest concern would obviously be on the offensive line. And even with the losses on defense, I'm okay with it because the pass rush can definitely be there. We know what we're going to get out of Von Miller. And then if Bradley Chubb can come in and get across from him and be uh, a little bit of a terror, that's a definite scary defensive front. The AFC is so open. One of these teams is really going to surprise us. And I think it just might be these Denver Broncos. What do you guys think? Mo, I know you have concerns about this O-line. Oh, yeah. hate the O-line. But I like this, too. And you know what? I'm going to leave it, leave it right there. We'll get, we'll get to a little more in the bold Ooh. predictions. Okay. We're going to start with Bert on the bold predictions because he may have to dip. So, Brett, the annual Jeremy Curley bold predictions... Is it going to be? He is a bill now. Will you be giving us a Jeremy Curley prediction? What you got? No, no Jeremy Curley takes. Uh, I folded the Super Bowl ticket, but I'm buying the division title on the slurs. I got the Washington Redskins winning the NFC East. And not only that, they're going to win it by one game over the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going to clinch it at home. Week 17 oh. against Philly as a home dog, and they're going to be on our card because Whoa. law of NFC East. Whoa, that take went from really lukewarm. I was uh, I was like, okay, they win the division. I could see the Eagles regressing a little bit. But then you went to exact game, exact scenario. I'm proud of you, Bert. Single there's, tier. Look, they're still 9-1 to one to win the division. I, don't, I wouldn't call that lukewarm. I mean, it's the NFL. Outside, of, outside of the Patriots... Any division flipping, there can be no surprise, in my opinion, at least. DP, you you love the slurs. You love Alex Smith. You love Jay Gruden, right? I definitely hate Jay Gruden. <laughs> I I can get behind everything else, but Jay Gruden, totally out on that guy. <laughs> A-plus clown. Mo, what do you think about the disciple? I thought it was a very hot take. Yes. So, uh Singed. Go, Brett. I mean, don't let Rich bring you down. Singed my eyebrows. No, I think it started lukewarm, but he, he definitely went there. Uh, DP, king of the hot take, the triple-double down. I can only imagine 
what this prediction is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all the Sam Darnold and New York Jets stock. Stop Listen, it. I've talked a lot of crap on Darnold before, but I am buying in. I am ready for the Jets to win the AFC East. I'm ready, Rich. Jeez. What do you think? No, it's literally impossible. No, no. This is this is coupled with the fact that I'm super down on the Patriots. I think the Jets, I think t- Sam Darnold looks good enough. I think that that offense is going to be good enough. Brett yesterday in the chat was asking how they're going to score, uh, like Rich alluded to a little bit earlier. I think that they're going to be uh, sneaky good, but most importantly, the defense. That defense is going to be by far and away the best in the AFC East. I think you're going to see a lot of surprises out of the out of the Jets. I think they're uh, 14 to one right now to win the division over in Vegas. They're plus 1600 on Pinnacle. It's a long shot, but it's one that I'm willing to take a flyer on, and I am going to New York Jets book them AFC East winners for the first time in God knows how long. 2001, I believe. 2002. Courtesy of the New England Patriots beating the Miami Dolphins in Week 17 with a last-second Adam Vinatieri field goal. So appreciate that in New England. Uh, the Jets are 16-1 to to win the AFC East. Uh, they're behind the Bills, which seems... I mean, Brett, can you comment on the Jets being behind the Bills to win the division? Uh, no, they're <laughs> far better than Buffalo. <laughs> Have to be. Uh so here's the thing. You're going to know after week one whether or not you can hold on to this ticket or just shred it and throw it in the bin. Because I, I feel like we're going to learn a lot about this offense in that Monday night game against the Lions. Were they holding back? Were they just waiting to unleash in the regular season? Or is Darnold more of a project and they're just going to keep throwing short three-yard, four-yard passes. If that's the case, if the latter is the case, then I think the Jets can grind out to seven and nine, eight and eight, uh, maybe. But if they're going to let this kid, you know, hit his back heel on his drop and just let it rip and he's succeeding, then I think the sky is the limit. But my fear is that this will be a very conservative offense. Uh, Jeremy Bates won't take very many chances and the Jets will just kind of grind out like a 7-9 and nine year. So that's my feeling on what's going to happen. So this is definitely, t- and obviously the fucking Patriots, so super bold from DP. Mo, you teased it a bit there. What is your bold prediction? Well, my boldest is that the Colts will win the division, but I already talked about that one. So here's a little bonus for you guys. I liked two more um, long shots to win the division. One... I did not get down yet, and I think it's too late. I really loved Raven. They were plus. Did I, did I write this down? And did I really? Was I really this far ahead of the market on this take, and then didn't fire? Because I really liked the Ravens plus four hundred. I don't know what that price was plus or two, why they were plus two seventy right now. But yeah, it's plus two seventy now. I don't know if there's any value left there. I really probably don't think so. But how about the Broncos? That one went the other way. I liked plus four fifty on them, and now guys. It's north of plus five. And there's just nobody that really scares you. The Chargers, definitely the most talented team, but not a great coach. Not, you know, they've really struggled with injuries the last few years. And at this point, it looks like that may be like a true, true trait of this team and not a fluke. Um, I, you, you can't trust the Chiefs, really. I think the Chiefs will be okay, you know, and you definitely can't trust Oakland. None of these teams scare me. And I think 
the value is definitely there at plus 500. You talked about them, Rich, the defense still still strong and and you know they regressed down to just good last year but i think they should be a little better this year with chubb and they they look fine and the offense should be if it's league average this this team has a shot yeah if it's league average it's it's insanely better than it was last year i'm gonna follow right up with mo with my bold prediction and it is that only one team that reached the playoffs in the afc last year will return to the playoffs. That is the New England Patriots. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tennessee Titans, and the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, Brett. All missing the playoffs. This AFC, this is just my 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 main narrative. Maybe I'm trying to cling on to the Broncos and try to make them the Jags when they really aren't. But my my main thing about this year in the AFC is that Rule of KG, anything is possible. These divisions are so wide open. The return of Luck and Watson makes the South insane. In the West, you have this revamped Chiefs team. You have the Chargers, who seem to be finally healthy and maybe can stay healthy. You've got the Raiders, who bring in all these people and Gruden. And then you've got the Broncos, who actually have a pulse at quarterback now to complement the rest of the team. And then in the North, we've just been waiting for the Steelers to regress. Their in-game management is horrible. They do an excellent job of going on the road, playing down to competition, and losing games that good teams just throttle teams. And we believe in Harbaugh. We want to believe in the Browns, maybe. And I don't know. The Bengals are average and with some positive variants can get a little bit of an uptick. So... While the NFC, there's just clear-cut contenders, teams that are great, and we don't know how it's going to shake out, but we kind of know who's going to be there at the end. In the AFC, I don't think we have any clue what's going to happen in a lot of these divisions, and things are going to shake out in ways that nobody imagined come the end of December. So only the Patriots will return to the playoffs in the AFC. How about that, DP? Works for me. I'm sure it does. Uh, Mo, what you got? How you feeling on that one? Yeah, it was hot. I, I kind of like it. I mean, you could probably get huge, huge value on that parlay, but I got to get on this plane, so I'm out. <laughs> Mo's gone. I think Brett dropped as well. DP, it's just you and me. But all I have to say is that next week we're submitting a super contest card. How pumped we you are. are. I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, we got to check in with our boy Jay, see where these entries are, but... Should be through the roof, and uh, gosh, let's get off to a good start. Just five and zero in the first week, please. Is that too much to ask? We did it last year, and then we then we flamed out. <laughs> I'll take four and one. Fine, I won't be yeah. too great. Four and one every week. I'm not asking for too much. Now follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson, C O L S O N at Donnie underscore Peters and at Mo Nuora and you W A R A H. Go and give at Gridiron Gamble. A follow and please, please, please subscribe, rate, review. It definitely helps us out. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't be stupid. I mean, we have Lyft and Uber now, so come on, guys. Use your head. And we will see you next week for our first super contest card of the season. Can't wait. Until then, peace. Peace.
out. <laughs>